Amen. Welcome once again to the house of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, you can open to the book of Isaiah, chapter 64. It's a wonderful day in the house of the Lord. Isaiah 64, verse 8. But now, O Lord, thou art our Father. We are the clay, and thou our potter, and we all are the work of thy hand. But now, O Lord, thou art our Father, we are the clay, and thou our potter, and we all are the work of thy hand. When we understand, acknowledge, realize, recognize, and accept what we are, things start to take shape. Clay in the natural has no identity problem. Clay in the natural has no mind of its own. Clay in the natural has no choice but to surrender to the potter. Clay in the natural can't get up and walk away. Clay in the natural, I've never heard it talk. But thou, O Lord, now, O Lord, thou art our Father, we are the clay. Thou art potter, and we all are the work of thy hand. You see, the Bible likens us to clay. And the truth is, we are clay. In this life, we are shaped and formed. The question is, by whom? And by whose hands? You see, the world seeks to press us. The world seeks to form us, to have us take a particular profile. The world wants to get its hands on us early so that it can shape us, so that it can form us and have us harden as quickly as possible. Romans 12, verse 2, we know it well in this house. And do not be conformed to this world. J.B. Phillips' New Testament, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. The Voice Bible reads, do not allow this world to mold you into its own image. Did you know... The enemy is into pottery. Look how he's working in this time in history. Look how he's at the wheel day in and day out. Look at how he's trying to shape a generation. And the truth is anyone with even a sliver of spiritual understanding can see it. 
the only hope for the clay is the Lord. He is the potter above all potters. But now, O Lord, Thou art our Father. We are the clay. Thou art our potter, and we all are the work of Thy hand. What is the ultimate goal and plan of the potter from hell? John 10.10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. He may masquerade as a potter, but do not be deceived. He is a con. He is a thief. He is a stealer. He is a liar. He wants to get his hands on us for life. Why? So that he can secure us for hell. Masquerades. The voice reads, the thief approaches with malicious intent, looking to steal, slaughter, and destroy. You say, shouldn't it be blatant then, his intent? Well, in some cases it is. In other cases, it's as it says in the Word. Ever met a wolf in sheep's clothing? Or how about an angel of light? I remember when I was a young boy, staying at my grandparents' house. My parents were out of town. And they put this young boy on a single mattress in the very depths of their house, (laughs) in the basement. And I remember I had just got this cassette tape. Anybody remember those? All right. There's a band called Petra. And there was this song, Angel of Light. And I laid there in the dark. I heard the song for the first time, and I kept rewinding and playing it over and over again. Angel of Light, I see you glow in the night, but you only bring darkness to my soul. Angel of Light, you're telling me wrong is right, but I won't let your evil take control. Second Corinthians 11, verse 14, and no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. The Amplified, Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. And the message paraphrase, Satan does it all the time, dressing up as a beautiful angel of light. Maybe you've never heard this until now. Well, now you know the truth. The enemy knows how to play dress up so to deceive us. Just like in the book of Genesis when he deceived Adam and Eve, we know the story. He even takes it easy on some so that they never question what is being shaped and formed. Why would he take it easy on some? This is why. He knows that the moment Clay makes a decision to give their substance over to the Lord, he's lost his grip.
We are the clay, and thou art the potter. What is the heart of the potter from heaven? Back to John 10.10. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The message reads, I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. And can it remind us this morning of Jeremiah 29, 11? For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Back to our main text, Isaiah 64, 8. But now, O Lord, thou art our Father, and we are the clay. Thou art our potter, and we all are the work of thy hand. Can I let you in on a little secret this morning? Both potters have the heart of a father. The difference, one is the father of lies. The other is the father of lights. John 8, verse 44 You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. James 1, verses 16 to 18, do not be deceived. My beloved brethren, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. You know, perhaps today it's a day to look up and see who is above us, working at the wheel. Whose hands are on our life? Who is shaping and forming, working? A good father isn't a liar. A good father isn't a stealer. He isn't a killer. He isn't a destroyer. Matthew 7, verses 9 to 11, what man is there among you? If his son asks for bread, we'll give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, we'll he give him a serpent. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? You see, our Father has the heart of a potter. Our potter has the heart of a father. And this is more beautiful and amazing than we might just know. Father, 2 Corinthians 6.18, I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. You know, there's this idea floating around that everyone is a child of God. 
Is it true? John 1, verses 12 and 13. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. You see, we are all created by God, but we are not all children of God. The Amplified, but to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave authority, power, privilege, right to become the children of God. That is, to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. Who owe their birth neither to bloods, nor to the will of the flesh, that of physical impulse, nor to the will of man, that of a natural father, but to God. They are born of God. You see, it's when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior that he, God, becomes our Father. This idea floating around, in conversation even, that we're all children of God is simply not correct. It doesn't line up with the Word. We are all created by God, but we are not all children of God. The text reads, to them he gave the right to become children of God. And then we read a scripture like 1 John 3.10. In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. The Amplified. By this it is made clear who take their nature from God and are his children, and who take their nature from the devil and are his children. No one who does not practice righteousness, who does not conform to God's will in purpose, thought, and action, is of God. Neither is anyone who does not love his brother, his fellow believer in Christ. And so clearly we see that we are not all children of God. Clearly we see that we do not all have God as our Father. He is only our potter if He is our Father. And the same can be said, He's only, he's only our Father when He is our potter. What does a potter do? A potter shapes... A potter forms. A potter works the clay. A potter gives attention, works skillfully, carefully, intentionally. A potter makes vessels. A potter turns clay into that which is useful, that which pours and supplies and serves and blesses and brings joy. Thou, O Lord, Art our Father. We are the clay. Thou art potter. We all are the work of thy hands. Let his hands work. 
Jeremiah 18, verse 6, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Look, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Isaiah 29, 16, shall the potter be esteemed as the clay? For shall the thing made say of him who made it, he did not make me? Or shall the thing formed say of him who formed it, he has no understanding? Romans 9, verses 20 and 21 in the Passion Translation. But who do you think you are to second-guess God? How could a human being molded out of clay say to the one who molded him, why in the world would you make me this way? Or are you denying the right of the potter to make out of clay whatever he wants? Doesn't the potter have the right to make from the same lump of clay an elegant vase or an ordinary pot? See, the truth is, if we are truly surrendered, the Lord has free reign and free rule. Here's my life, Lord. You're my father. I'm clay. You're my potter. Make whatever vessel you desire to make. You know how thankful I am for the ordinary pot? It's used every day in my house. A vase isn't used all the time. What would you rather have, a vase or a pot? The truth is, God not only wants, but needs both. And I believe the Spirit would say today, stop underestimating and downplaying your usefulness. God knew and knows what He is doing. Just start thanking and praising Him for any role in this at all. I'm often reminded of what the psalmist said. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell at ease in the tents of wickedness. And then the Lord shapes you and forms you and makes you into a doorkeeper. Still surrendered? Satisfied? Delighted? For any role in this at all, what is man that you are mindful of him? Clay that is truly surrendered is completely satisfied with the potter's right to make whatever he wants. Let his hands work. Don't strive with your maker. Isaiah 45, verses 9 and 10, Woe to him who strives with his maker. Let the potsherds strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him who forms it, what are you making? Or shall your handiwork say he has no hands? Woe to him who says to his father, what are you begetting? Corey Ten Boom said these words, You see, a potter can only mold the clay when it lies completely in his hand. It requires complete surrender.
Have we surrendered completely to the potter's hand? A yielded life in his hands, make whatever vessel you can, Lord. I'll pour like you want me to. I'll serve like you need me to. We all are the work of his hands. Deuteronomy 32, verses 3 to 5. For I proclaim the name of the Lord. Ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock. I want to announce to the church today that his work is perfect. For all his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice. Righteous and upright is he. They have corrupted themselves. They are not his children because of their blemish, a perverse and crooked generation. It's a day to ascribe greatness to our God. It's a day to praise the Father for being mindful of the clay we are, for taking the time at the wheel, for taking you, for taking me, and taking time at the wheel to shape and to form, to use us for his glory. It's a day to thank him for the shape and the form, and it's a day to rejoice in the goodness and kindness of our God, and it's a day to recognize our usefulness. Don't downplay your role in this. Don't downplay your usefulness. God needs the ordinary pot just like he needs the vase. Psalm 139, verse 14, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Psalm 145, verse 17, the Lord is righteous in all his ways, gracious in all his works. The words of A.W. Tozer, the instructed, obedient Christian will yield to God as the clay to the potter, and the result will not be waste, but glory everlasting. Listen to those words, the instructed, obedient Christian. Thou, O Lord, art our Father. We are the clay. Thou art potter. We all are the work of thy hands. You know, the truth is you can hang out around and in the potter's house and never be clay in his hands. Come to church for decades. Could have been born into this. Remember, it's not by blood. It's not by the will of man. It's by God, by the blood of Jesus, that we become children of God. Isaiah 64, 8, but now, O Lord, thou art our Father. We are the clay and thou art potter. And we all are the work of thy hand. Would you let it read like this today? But now, O Lord, thou art my Father. I am the clay. And thou my potter. And I am the work of thy hand.
truly surrender to the Lord. Here's my life. Content with His will. Rejoicing that we can have any part in this. What an honor to serve the Lord. At any level, what an honor to serve the Lord. You can have the worship team return today. Maybe you don't think God wants you. Or that he can't make anything out of you. You're looking at your life, God wouldn't want me. He can't make anything out of me. Maybe you came here today thinking that God picks and chooses who he saves, who he fathers and who he potters. If you're in this house today caught up in some doctrine of election, take a listen to this. Charles Spurgeon. I hear one say, suppose I am not one of God's elect. To him I answer, suppose you are. Better still, suppose that you stop supposing altogether and just go to Jesus and see. I have never met anybody that went to Jesus and he said, hey, you're not on the list. That should kill that doctrine right there. I don't know anybody that has come before Jesus and said, I want to surrender my life. I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you are God. I believe that you died on the cross for me and rose again. I believe you paid for my sins. I acknowledge you as Lord. I understand my wretchedness. I need you, Jesus. I don't know anybody that's ever gone to him. And he's turned them away. So suppose that you stop supposing altogether. You just go to Jesus and see. Is he our father? Have we surrendered to Jesus? Have we received Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior? Have we given our lives to Jesus? Are we ready to serve the one who served us? Is he our potter? I'd say to all of us here today, let his hands work. Don't strive with your maker. There is nothing greater than being the work of his hand. A wise man once said, no life can surpass that of a man who quietly continues to serve God in the place where providence has placed him. No life can surpass that life. You see, we see through these natural eyes, but God sees different than we see. And we're looking, I can think of a lot of lives that would be 
greater than the life I'm living. It would far surpass. If I only looked like this, if I was only this vessel, if he only would have shaped and formed me in this way, if he'd only placed me here or there. Perhaps that's why he can't use us right now. Because we're so caught up in where we're not being used or how we're not being used. And he's saying, listen, I know what I was doing. That's why I shaped you and formed you this way. And so, no life can surpass that of a woman who quietly continues to serve God in the place where providence has placed her. Clay. You know the thing about the clay we are? have free will till the end. The tragedy is some along the way that were once surrendered slip out of the potter's hand. Slip out of the potter's plan and out of the potter's house. For whatever reason, whatever the pressure, whatever it might be, the years, gone on and they haven't felt that useful I don't know what it is they've walked away the other day we were driving out of the parking lot me and my son Clive our eldest and he turned to me and asked me a question nobody has ever asked me before said, Dad, what's easier for a non-believer to become a believer or for a believer to become a non-believer? How do you answer that one? So we drove down the road and I said, Keep, repeat the question. make sure my answer is theologically correct don't want to give them the doctrine of devils and so taking time and Lord and I just felt like the Lord say and I just said son I personally believe that it's harder for a true believer that has tasted and seen the goodness of the Lord to become a stay surrendered listen we're all going to face pressures and trials we're all going to face things in this life perilous times will come the word says perhaps they're here stay on the wheel stay yielded and surrendered and content with his will and his plan sing their songs in their own language and then this man got up and he started singing change my heart oh God 
can still hear his voice and still feel the power of that moment. Eyes closed, tears streaming down his face. You are the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me. This is what I pray. Still surrendered, serving the Lord, the place where providence placed him. Jeremiah chapter 18, beginning at verse 1. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house. Well, behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine hand, O house of Israel. Thou, O Lord, art our Father. We are clay. When we understand, when we recognize, when we realize, and when we accept what we are, things start to take shape. Stand today in this house. Stay surrendered to the Lord. Stay yielded to the Lord. Lord, make whatever vessel you can. Form us and shape us, Lord. Surrender to you, Jesus. Surrender to you, Father. 